Live from Las Vegas, broadcasting around the world. You're listening to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. A podcast filled with raw and unfiltered conversations on how to give life's challenges the finger. Truth is your passport to emotional freedom. Give an eviction notice to negativity. Dump yesterday's garbage. Learn how to be positive, energized, healthy, and alive during these insanely unpredictable times. Look up, get up, stay up, then help somebody else to get up. Remember, any part of up is higher than down. Broadcasting hope to the world, this is L.A. Walker. Well, hi there. My first podcast of the year, 2021. We made it. Up Hollywood is to be commended for continuing to make every imaginable and unimaginable effort to bring us moments of entertainment that come to give us a mental relief from our present situation where we can go inside of another story, someone else's life, and just go, just live there. Just live there. <laughs> just get in there and live and breathe and allow those characters to go through their problems and go, yes, hell yes, whatever I'm going through is not as bad as that. I have the pleasure of speaking with actor Ron L. Haynes. And Ron, as many of you already know, appeared in Chicago Med, Power Book 2, Chicago Fire, Lincoln Rhyme, Proven Innocent, and the August Wilson 1982 Tony-nominated play brought to the screen on Netflix, directed by Tony Award-winning director George C. Wolfe. And everybody is talking about it, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ron, thank you so much for sharing your time with me. But before we get to dissect your experience in August Wilson's very provocative piece, I want to know about Ron. Who is Ron L. Haynes? Ron L. Haynes is just an average guy. I'll take that back because I, I come from a diverse background. I did a lot of stuff in my past that I had to end up correcting. I'm from Akron, Ohio. Been here all my life. But I've done a lot of stuff, um, like in California. I used to do rapping. I used to be down with AWOL Records, Sebo, oh, yeah. and yeah, all of them, Marvelous. Basically, I'm performed alchemy, should I say, on my life. I took something that was ordinary and made it into something extraordinary. That's where, that's where I'm going with um. it. I love it. You're average everyday guy, basically. So how are you doing during these times? I mean, I, I know that Hollywood is, is having this difficulty, uh, probably even more so than many uh, organizations or institutions with this pandemic. How, how are things going for you? Are you able to still be casted in roles? Before the pandemic hit, it was rolling, you know. And, you know, I was always in New York you know, doing my thing. And once the, when I didn't even know about the pandemic, actually, but I was doing something on, matter of fact, my rainy's black bottom. <laughs> and um, and uh, the um, wardrobe, the lady that's in charge of wardrobe, I think her name is Ann Roth. She had asked me about where I'm from, the whole nine yards. I, I gave her all the information. And she told me I better be careful. And I looked at her with a strange look and she was like, you know, that pandemic is, is going on, the coronavirus is going on. And I said, no, I didn't know this. This was in March. This was like March the 9th, oh, I think, okay. something like that. Okay. Yeah, right there. 
and uh, I didn't know anything about it. She, you know, put me on it. So by the time I get back to Askren, that following week, they start closing schools down and everything. I said, oh, man, I was in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Right. After that, everything shut down for me for about seven months. I couldn't get on, couldn't do anything for about seven months. Wow. You know, and then finally, you know, I got a call. It's slowly, you know, coming back and everything like that. But thank God that the stuff that I had did pre-pandemic was just starting to come out now. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. You're in the movie Cherry I'm, as well. Yes. Yes, I am. The movie is going to be a big movie. That's going to be a big, big one. Yeah, I've been reading the reviews. I've been reading the reviews on it. I can't wait. That's supposed to be released, I think, what, in February? Yes, the end of February, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's going to be released in theaters first. But, okay. you know, with the you know, pandemic situation, it's going to be limited. You know, sure. these viewings or whatever. But after that, they're going to release it on Apple TV, I think, globally. Oh, wow. You know, worldwide. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. How did you channel your experiences and your energy into an acting career? Actually, what happened was I did a play. You know, I had never dreamed of being an actor or anything like that. You know, I, like I said, I used to do rapping and stuff like that. But I did a play about three and a half years ago. And that was the first play I ever did. A lady came to me, you know, with the play and all of that. And then we, we read it. And I was like, I want to play this guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I always wanted to act, you know. And fast forward, we we did the play. And when I did that play and I got on that stage, once it was over, it just changed my whole aspect of life, basically. Wow. I guess you could say I caught that bug. Okay. Yes, a bug. You know. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And once I caught that, I just started channeling all my energy into that. It was like I couldn't stop. I couldn't sit down. You know, I just kept on going and going and going. I would Google, use Google and YouTube to basically find my way. That's how I ended up starting. And I just never stopped. Kept going from there. You know, took a couple acting classes. Google and YouTube was my friend. That's an amazing story, actually. Was Chicago Med your first introduction to the screen? Per se, yes. Because I, I did something else, but it was one of those, if you blink, you'll miss me type of roles. I uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, so basically Chicago Med was my big introduction. And yeah, that was, that was a big one. Yeah, for me at that time. And prior to that, I'd only been acting for uh, probably about a year and a few months, about a year and a half before that. From the play to Chicago Med, it was about a year and a half. So so what's your role in Power Book 2? Power Book 2, I was booked as a DNC, um, Democratic National Committee, on the Democratic National Committee with uh, Lorenz Tate. Basically, they were having the funeral for Ghost. I remember you know, that. And, um, yeah. I was part of that funeral situation. Actually, you know, they called me back. I went on vacation, you know, because of this pandemic stuff and all of that. Sure. But I did that in November of 2019. Oh, okay. That role. 
So it was supposed to come out sometime in like June or July, and you know, but the pandemic pushed it all the way back. So as the pandemic started easing up a little bit, and I ended up taking a vacation to Florida. And I got a call back when I was out in Florida. So I kind of like missed that, you know, but I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm quite sure they'll call me back. Yeah. I I think they will too with your attitude. I followed you. I, I you know, um whenever I have the opportunity to interview one of you celebrities, I always go to your Instagram and other social media just to kind of see what's going on. And one of the things that I really was impressed uh with you is that you spend time to motivate other people. And I think that's just absolutely fabulous because you um as a celebrity People know that that you have to push it. You have to be on top of your game. And for you to take the time and use your celebrity to motivate other people, that's very encouraging. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I try to do that. I, I like to be an inspiration, you know, because there's a lot of people that know where I came from, especially here in Ohio, nothing. You know, I try to give them motivation to basically do whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. I always tell people that, You'll never know what you can do if you don't try something. You have to try something. You know what I mean? I do. How are you going to find your you if you don't try something? That's my main thing with the people that I, I try to get across. And, and you're doing a good job with that. So such a good job that you wound up in a role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Wow. Yes. And, yes. And, and this, oh my gosh, because I mean, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom right now is set up on the uh, nominations for Golden Globes, SAG, mm-hmm. um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, right? We're going to look for the Oscars. I mean, come on. I mean, what a, what a great yeah. project to be involved in. I said the same thing. Uh. Especially Denzel. You know, Denzel Washington. You know what I mean? I was right. like, oh, wow. Right. <laughs> Actually, I got casted twice. I was I was casted in Pennsylvania. I was to Pennsylvania first. And, you know, did inside the tent with everybody else and all of that type of stuff. Then they called me back uh to New York to New York to come to New York and, and do that that role that I was seen in. Wow. You know, so yeah, because you, yeah. were, you were wearing that car out. I was loving that car. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. So did you get a chance to spend any time with uh, with Viola Davis or with Chadwick Boseman? Well, I've seen him on the set. Okay. Uh, that was in Pittsburgh, though. But in New York, that, that wasn't even, they wasn't even in that scene. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But um, I've seen Denzel as well. Oh, but you yeah. know how it is, you know. Right, yeah. right, right. I, I very much enjoy, you know, being around them and, you know, being in that type of atmosphere. Not only them, but, you know, other celebrities. Sure. You know, especially when I was in Chicago Med, you know, I conversated with the whole, with the whole crew, you know, everybody, you know. And what was his name? Michael Waxman, I think. Yes. I think that's who, yeah, that's who did that one. He's a cool guy, but he's about his business. He's about his business. George Wolf is too as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And George Wolf, a lot of people don't know, is a playwright himself. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But and he had a very tough job. Um, you know, times change and how we receive and understand information changes. And so for him to take August Wilson's piece um and bring it to the screen and in such a way that today's audience could really get totally immersed in it, that was a tough job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. seriously, it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, but he did it. I didn't know how it was going to turn out, you know, the the whole film, because, you know, I'm only doing parts. Right. You know, scenes, I sure. guess. And um, I didn't know how it was going to turn out, but when it came out, I sat and watched it, man, I was powerful. I was very powerful. I was like, wow, I like this. Like, man, Chadwick, oh, man. <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. Yeah, I... I mean, Viola as well, you know, of course. Viola as well. Yeah, man. Chadwick is amazing. That amazing. scene in itself, when he's saying that about God and all of that type of stuff, I was right. like, my mouth just dropped. You know I, what I mean? I know, like, right? Wow. I know, right? It's amazing yeah. to me that we live in a time that we don't, maybe we don't realize how hypocritical uh, we can be. Because I've been reading a lot, um, and a lot of Christians, um, people that say they're Christians, are all shook up about that scene and, and, and negating the truth that many of us become very, very angry with God when we lose a loved one. And, and that's a fact. Um, uh, we have to face that part, but we don't, we don't want to face it. You know, if people got hung up on the relationship uh, of Ma Rainey and, and Dusty May. I love that name, Dusty May. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> and they got yeah. more concerned about um, the cursing at God and the anger at God and, and, the, and the black queer as opposed to being upset about the murder. I would have thought you would have been more concerned about him taking someone's life. But uh, but the, right, but right. that's not the commentary. That's interesting, you know? But they still have to realize it's a movie. It's a movie. You know, yeah, it's it was written movie. by somebody and it's a movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, come on, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a movie. And it reminds me of rappers when they rap, you know, when people get all engulfed into what they're saying, you gotta realize that a lot of the stuff is not true that they are saying. Now, you got some real rappers out there that don't speak the truth, but everything is not the truth. Right. You know, so don't get engulfed into it like that, and especially with acting. Acting is acting. Period. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I, I, I don't like when they do that, but everybody, you know, has their own opinion. Ron, listen, I, I've seen you in your scene characters and how you've played them, and you do have that look. I want you to tell me the real story of Ron. What have you been through that makes Ron Ron L. Haynes? While Ron is collecting his thoughts, we'll be back right after this. Hi guys, uh, this is Tin. Listen, I don't know if you have uh, been able to make your way over to lawalker.life on Facebook, but if you haven't, do yourself a favor. Run over there and just read the snippets of her new book. She's writing a new book, and it is titled Seeing Beyond the Mess. 
it grabs your attention. All of us have mess. All of us have mess, whether we were born in the mess, as she says, whether we were born in the mess or whether it's handcrafted mess, but there's life beyond that mess. We sometimes create our own mess. And just from reading the little snippets that I read, she exposed all of that. Just in those little bitty passages, she exposed a lot of that. A lot of that stuff she was born into, some of that stuff she could not control. Some of those things she created on her own. She exposed the mess. Whenever you have time, just run over there and check it out. Um, let's start seeing beyond the mess. You're listening to Up Is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. All right, we're back. I'm speaking with Ron L. Haynes, a scene actor in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay, Ron, just give it to me like it is. I come from the projects. I come from Edgewood Projects. It was one of the worst projects here in Akron, Ohio. Matter of fact, I came from Elizabeth Park, which is Northside Project. That's as far as I can remember. You know, as a key, as a child, I say three years old. I don't know how long I stayed down there. You know, before that, but as far as I can remember, three years old. And then we moved into Edgewood Projects, which is on the west side. And I think I was five or six then. And I stayed down in the projects till I was 12. Hmm. And, you know, it was, like I said, one of the worst projects ever. I mean, you know, it's, I grew up seeing a lot. You know, back in those days, it wasn't really shooting the way that they do now. Right. But you get stabbed and mainly would get, get whooped on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. You, you yeah, so... I come from that, and then, you know, one one thing that I did experience that I really loved that Edgewood Projects brought out of me, it brought, we played football a lot. You know, as a child and stuff like that, we played football. So when it came time to play organized football for Wee football, my homies and all of them told me, you should play running back because I had speed. And boom, I ended up playing football, and I was an instant star playing football. So... But as time went on from football, instead of me, you know, doing everything in high school, because I played like four years TV football, once I got 15 and 16, started hitting the streets, experimenting with, with weed, drink, and women, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. And when you get out there in the streets and stuff like that, and back in those days and the experience that, and then as time went on, you know, the other drug came out, crack came out, you know, so mama's still poor, you know, sure. one of those same type of stories that you hear in these rap albums and stuff, mama's still poor and I wanted some money. So, you know, picked up a bad habit, then became a savage, you know, boom, start doing my thing. Yeah. Of course, you're going to end up one place or another doing that. It's either jail or penitentiary, I mean, penitentiary or, um, or death. Right. I'm still here, so I didn't die, but I did take a trip to prison. I did a couple years in prison, and uh, while I was in prison, I started thinking, like, man, what can I do? What can I do? Before I went, I was already started trying to rap, but then I started doing getting educated as far as how to put out my own CD and all of that while I was in there. When I got out, Nah, I ain't got no money. So, boom, back to the streets. End up sitting down, made money, sit down, put out a CD here in Akron. And that CD 
to this day, motivated a whole lot of rappers around here. I was the first person here in Akron to put out a CD. And everybody and their mama is rapping now, <laughs> you know, as far as here in Ohio, still, you know, still going. I mean, you got people that's 40 and 50 years old still trying to rap. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's them, you know, I mean, hey, teach his own. But anyway, you know, fast forward, um, I left that alone, finally, to, you know, and then um, uh, I started, was doing rapping, 100%, that's when I ended up going to California, signing with AWAR Records, Solar Music Group first with St. Charles, signed with them, and then I signed with AWAR Records. And um, I was me and my one of my homies. We was up there doing that. And eventually, I had some real gangsters up there. I got to tell you that now, <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy, you know. But anyway, uh, make a long story short. Um, ventured through that the rap scene. I'm still lightweight in the streets, you know still doing my thing or whatever, and then I ended up getting a nine to five. Something was telling me in my head, go get you a job. And that's one thing I do is I listen to the God in me. Oh, and yes, sir. that place to be in my head. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know? So that's the obedience that they say when you're supposed to obey God. You're supposed to obey that voice in your head. You better talk about it. You know what I mean? I do. Hey. You know, so I did that. Got me a job. Ended up going to college because I always wanted a degree because I was going to college while I was locked up in prison, you know, and I'm very intelligent, but, you know, I was using that intelligence in a negative way, I guess you could say, you know, but um, I ended up going back to college, got a degree, associate's degree, and um, one thing popped in my head again. I said, you know what? I don't want to work, pay bills, and die. Right. And... Yeah, so I ended up going to college, and then when I got the degree, I started thinking, like, okay, now what? Go get a better job so you can work, pay bills, and die. Okay, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, what else can I do? That was my main thing. What else can I do? What can I do? And I look back on my past, I used to sell. So I used to say, I need something to sell, but legit, you know? Right. And uh, couldn't think of nothing. And my. I end up doing years later, I end up doing that play. And you know how you gotta take headshots and stuff like that. I took some headshots and everybody loved the headshot. They was like, wow. So I, at that point, I decided to sell myself. You know, I'm gonna put, take this picture and I'm gonna promote this picture here from Cal, from here to Kalamazoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'm gonna throw this picture everywhere, you know? And, uh, that's when I started to get recognized. And everyone would say, I've got to have a look. You have a look. You do. Like everywhere I went, you, do. you have a look. So You have, you have a look and you have an attitude. And, and, you, have an uh, and you have an experience. And, and you yeah, have... Do, yeah, and, yeah and, and from what you're telling me, you're wise enough to put all of those components together and not try to take one out to be, be something else, but using everything that has occurred in your life to build you, that's doing it. You are doing it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, no, it's real. 
And, it, and it's about telling those stories. You know, I'm from Chicago, and so I never lived in the projects, but I lived in the ghetto. <laughs> so, you know, same right. deal. I, I, you know, I was, uh, I lived on 4740 Prairie in Chicago, which was not far from the L train, and everything that could possibly go on in the community was happening in that area. Drugs, policy, prostitution, you name it. You know, and we were faced every day with choices that people that came from other areas that lived in white suburban areas didn't come in contact with. But we had to really make choices. And it it wasn't always easy because realistically, who wants to go to work uh, from nine in the morning to five in the evening to just get by when you see all these other opportunities in front of you? to drive nice cars and have nice clothes and live in a nice place. I mean, that that's a hell of a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so you that's share, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you taking the time to share your story is how people grow. Because right now, um, someone will listen to this. Someone will have a kid that they need to talk to about this. And it's easier if they are equipped with some sort of motivation to say, hey, you know what? It doesn't have to stay that way. You know, use everything you've got to build your life and not let your life that you've been presented with destroy your possibilities. Because, you know, look at you. I mean, I mean, you're, you're playing alongside of some of the world's greatest actresses and actors. I know. That was, that was something else. You know, first of all, produced by Denzel and, you know, of course, directed by George Wolfe and, um, then you got the top notch, the the best of the best, I'ma say. Don't get me yes, wrong, you got no. some great actors out there, but Viola Davis and Chadwick, they they are among the best. They I'm are among the best, right. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. So what's your what's yeah. your what's your goal? What's your future? What what do you want to accomplish next? The Oscar. I want an Oscar. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's what I'm Put it I out mean, there. You know, it's, 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 it's steps, of course, but, you know, I'm going for the Oscar, you know. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm a, you know, it's going to be steps, of course, you know, but I'm prepared to run my race, but I'm, I'm setting my own pace. I just want to finish, cross that finish line. So, you know, I'm, I'm pacing myself. As long as I cross that finish line, then I'm good. I don't care about how long it takes, you know. That's that's awesome. You know, so. so, what would you say to yeah. inc- to encourage uh, someone right now that's going through this pandemic? Um, there's a lot of things that they can do. Um, say, for instance, like right now, I'm writing a book. Ooh, um, there's wow. a lot of things that you can do um, through this pandemic. I feel like it's a time of focus to focus on what do you actually want with your life? What do you want to do? Um, it's hard right now to really go out and try things. Like I said before, you know, you never know what you're capable of until you try something. But you can sit down and start writing. Focus on how your past was and and, and write about your past. Or, you know, if there's something that you want to do as far as acting, like me, you can go online and... and, and be a self-educated actor. You know, there's all types of things on YouTube, you know, that you can look up. 
also you can prepare yourself for when the pandemic ends. It's not going to be here forever. Right. You know, you, you can prepare yourself for when the pandemic ends. What are you going to do? What is your next move? You know, so there's plenty of things you can do during the pandemic, but it's all about focus. That's the main thing. The focus has to be there. You have to focus on something. Believe in yourself. If, you, if something uh, attaches you to it, you know, as far as faithfulness like me with acting, and you, you're going with it, and you're going to have your ups and downs. It's not going to be all gravy. But if it really resonates with your soul, you have to believe in yourself and just keep pushing. You have to keep pushing. That's the main thing. So to everybody out there that's listening, right now is the time to set your focus on something and, and get your life in order to whereas you can prosper at something, whatever you choose when this pandemic ends. But um, first off, I'd like to thank you for having me on your, your podcast show, your radio show, and everything. And um, I'll send my blessings out to everybody, to the world. Look out for me, y'all. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> thank you so much, Ryan. We look forward to seeing you doing even greater things. Thank you so much, LA, for having me. I almost forgot. Hey, you know what? Whatever podcast network you listen to this podcast on up is higher than down would you please subscribe and also rate and if you feel up to it leave a comment i really need the ratings in order to make this podcast go so if you believe in what i'm doing please take the time to do that thank you so much Listen to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker every day. To follow up, make comments, discuss today's podcast, or find out how you can become a guest and share your victory over a negative life event, follow L.A. Walker, Up is Higher Than Down, on Facebook. Look up, get up, stay up. Remember, any part of Up is Higher Than Down.